from LPM, Louisville Public Media. Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org. Welcome to Kentucky Politics Distilled. I'm Joni Franklin with Kentucky Public Radio Capital reporter Ryland Barton. Okay, Ryland, the legislature has been out on a bit of a break, but Governor Andy Bashir vetoed several bills passed during the first week of the session this year. A few of them had to do with limiting his powers during the COVID-19 pandemic. What happens next? Well, the next thing that will happen when they return on February 2nd is that they will most certainly override those vetoes. As I've said here before, I'll say it again, it's super easy to override a governor's veto in Kentucky. All you have to do is pass the bill again. It just takes a simple majority of votes in each legislative chamber. And with Republicans at about 75 percent of the seats in the legislature at this point, yep, it'll be quick and easy for them. And remind us, what are these bills? So there's the big three that limit the governor's powers during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, That's Senate Bill 1, which limits his emergency orders to 30 days unless the legislature comes back in and renews them. House Bill 1 allows businesses and schools to stay open during the pandemic as long as they follow CDC guidelines, even though it's not really clear what guidelines they're exactly talking about. And then there's a few more just generally tweaking the governor's powers and giving the legislature more power. You can check out my roundup of them online. Okay, Bashir did not override one bill, the so-called born alive abortion bill. He did last year though. Why not this time around? You know, I think it comes down to Bashir just not wanting to put a lightning rod on his head from the anti-abortion world, but also this bill really won't have a lot of immediate impact and very well might be struck down in the courts. So, it requires doctors to provide life-saving care after an abortion attempt where the baby survives, and really that just doesn't happen very often or really at all in Kentucky, and it would make it a felony if the doctors don't do that. And doctors, they're really adamant that the state shouldn't be telling them what to do in these kinds of situations. While we're on this topic, there is one other abortion bill Bashir vetoed, and that's House Bill 2, which would give Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron power to regulate abortion providers. So the scoreboard was six bills vetoed out of the seven passed by the legislature during that first frenetic week. And speaking of Daniel Cameron, three grand jurors from the Breonna Taylor case have filed an impeachment petition against him, saying he should be removed from office. What's their reasoning? Yeah, this impeachment fever continues in Kentucky. Uh, They say that Cameron misled the public about the case and misrepresented the grand jury's actions, especially his initial claim that he, quote, walked them through every homicide offense when explaining what charges the grand jury could bring against the officers involved in that fatal raid on Taylor's apartment. Cameron, of course, later admitted he did not present anything besides the wanton endangerment charges that were eventually brought down against Detective Brett Hankison, charges which, by the way, were for wantonly endangering Taylor's neighbors when he shot blindly into their apartment. And is this petition going to go anywhere? Well, it might end up in that same committee where the impeachment petitions against Governor Bashir and State Representative Robert Goforth have ended up over the last couple of weeks. But this really takes this newly publicized form of citizenship 
partisan impeachment petitions to a whole new level. And I think Republican legislators are probably regretting opening the barn door on that one when they decided to review the request to have Bashir impeached for his coronavirus response. Okay, finally, Mitch McConnell is now the minority leader of the Senate, and he's got some big decisions ahead of him about convicting Trump in the impeachment trial. Yes, he does. And though he's the minority leader, he's still the top Republican. And there is great strife among the party over whether to move forward with this trial. Some want to move on from Trump and excise him from the Republican platform entirely. Others think he's the best thing that's happened to the party because he's brought so many new people into it. This weekend, the state Republican Party is holding a vote on whether to encourage McConnell to oppose the impeachment trial. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that turns out because there is a huge rift growing in the Republican Party already. Okay, we'll leave it there. We've been speaking with Kentucky Public Radio Capitol reporter Rylan Barton with this week's edition of Kentucky Politics Distilled. Kentucky Politics Distilled is produced by Louisville Public Media. To support this work, visit wfpl.org slash support kpd. That's wfpl.org slash support kpd. Follow us on your podcast app to stay on top of the latest news from Frankfurt. You can read more of our statewide coverage at WFPL.org. Support for LPM Podcasts comes from the Eye Care Institute and Butchertown Clinical Trials, where they strive for diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff, patients, and clinical trial participants. To learn more, visit butchertown.clinic. 